It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Calgary Flames 6-1. to Vegas, the better team throughout this game, and they really made a statement, I think, against this Calgary Flames team, a team that you're trying to send a message to. Should the Golden Knights do what they intend to do, and that is make the playoffs in this stretch run? To help us break this one down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, you look at this game top to bottom, I think the Golden Knights' commitment to defending and checking really frustrated the Calgary Flames, and that was maybe the most dialed-in effort we've seen all year long from the Vegas Golden Knights. It was. It was. The the beginning of the game, there was plenty of back and forth uh, without much happening. It was, it was sort of a flat first seven or eight minutes, and then there's the penalty on Theodore for slashing and power play goal for Calgary, and you're wondering if... Maybe this is just a continuation of the last time that the Knights were here when they lost 6 to nothing on February 9th. But Jack Eichel has the answer three minutes after that opening goal. And the Knights did not look back from there. And it got heated. We talk about that Colasar collision with Tanev, and there was a penalty against Calgary incidentally on that play, and plus a penalty against Colasar. So it ended up at 4-on-4 four four for a little bit. Knights got a power play because Anderson was called for holding the stick. So the Knights ended up taking momentum in the late stages of the first period. It was a 1-1 tie, but they had the last seven shots of the first period, spanning the last 321, keeping Calgary off the board. And that carried into the second. You know, the Knights got uh, four goals at the end of the second period, but to have uh, each line kind of rolling through uh, the way that they did, that was the matchup nightmare that we've heard talked about. Sure, you're going to look out for Stone, Pacioretty, and Stevenson. Those guys draw the attention of the opponent. Well, that's okay because you've got Dodonov and Amadio and Marcheseau plus Nick Waugh scoring on the power play uh, to do the damage. So that the Knights scored six goals today, Ryan, and none of the six came from Pacioretty, Stevenson, or Stone, I think that's significant. Yeah, balanced is, is what I'd use to describe the way the lineup was constructed tonight for the Golden Knights. And then uh, you get a just a great performance out of William Carlson, a goal and two assists. I, I thought from, from a confident standpoint, this is maybe the best Carlson's looked all year. Yeah, plus three and an assist last game, as we talked about. Today was his first three-point game of the season, a goal and two assists, and that he shot the puck for that goal, not just to play around the net. You know, he's, you know, had several of those this year where he makes a play near the crease. He had one attempt in the second period today where he tried to put the puck through his own legs right at the side of the crease and then stick it home on the forehand, and he kind of missed it. He's very good around the net. That's where a lot of his offense comes from. But of the 11 goals that he has this year, two are empty net goals. And now two are actual shots. All the others are plays right around the net. And that today he gets that one on a true shot is notable. And that he does it with an assist from Evgeny Dodonov, one of his line mates today. And that will uh, set up Mike Amadio. Carlson crashing the net, draws all the attention. Amadio cleans up the garbage. That's significant as well. And uh, all told, you know, that, that group, uh, you, you wonder uh, of the, the new lines, 
uh, that were matched today. Uh, which one has you most excited? Is it the Eichel with Marcheseau and Yanmark or the Carlson with Amadio and Dodonov? <laughs> Not to forget Wah with Kolasar and Lecision, but they've got a different job. Point is, uh, yeah, I, I think that Will Carlson is the beneficiary of the depth here. You know, Will has been thought of as a top-line center for the Golden Knights since he scored the 43 goals in year one. And if he wasn't always truly the number one setter, he was number two. Well, today he's number three. And Will Carlson as number three center is is dangerous for an opponent. Yeah, I mean, you'll take it. And I think that the, the way that the lines are constructed right now, it, it, especially with Carlson alongside Amadio and Dodonov, you allow William Carlson to maybe not defer as he would if he's playing with Jonathan Marchessault, mm -hmm. as, as, he's, as he's been one to do. This is a, a line that if they're going to get offensive chances, William Carlson's going to be the driver. Yeah, it's either that or it's because of his terrific pregame interview on the Vegas Golden Knights radio network. It's one of the two for sure. <laughs> but uh, you could just hear the, the, the calmness in his voice when we spoke, and that was uh, part of his approach, you know, the um, knowing the importance of these games. He has been through all of this with the Golden Knights, these playoff runs. This is a little bit different because it's kind of playoff mode in the regular season. But he's been there, and we've seen how often he has risen to the occasion. Just thinking about, you know, clinching the division championship in the first year with the most spectacular individual goal in team history. Yep. <laughs> you know, that, that'll go down uh, for sure, one of his 43. But, but yeah, I, th I think that uh, if, if Will goes on a run here and has not only a strong finish to the regular season, but perhaps a notable postseason, I think we'll look back on these couple of games, the plus three and an assist in Vancouver, and then the three-point game today. So when you look at it, I, I mean, Logan Thompson comes in, and he was, again, fantastic picking up where he left off from his previous four starts before this one I, I don't think that there's too much of a question to be asked here but we'll throw it out anyway because you know it's a talking point it's logan thompson on saturday right it it, it really should be and it is uh, partly because of the outcome today he won mm -hmm. but it's also the way he looked the eye test, and I'm no goalie guru, but Mike Rosati is. I'm sure that he will chat with Logan and other members of the staff, whether it's the coaches and management, and, uh, you know, they'll, they'll talk about it. Nobody's just going to throw a dart at the board or flip a coin here. They're going to talk about it, I'm sure, but you would imagine uh, that before those conversations take place, the participants will have Thompson in mind going into the next game uh, you, you'd have to he has now won five individually and if there was concern about some rust having not played since april 1st that was eliminated because of the types of saves that he made you know perhaps you know gary pointed out there are a couple of moments in the game's opening minutes where he maybe looked like he hadn't played in a couple of weeks but he didn't give up a goal he stopped those first four shots when Calgary was really pushing only on the power play when the Knights failed to clear the zone properly did he surrender a goal. Other than that, and think about it, he kept the Calgary Flames, who have the NHL's sixth best offense, off the board for the game's final 50 minutes. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, and I would imagine that to build upon what he has done, you don't know if this is a fluke, lightning in a bottle, or the beginning of something truly special, but there's only one way to find out. All right, Dan, final thoughts as you close this one out in Calgary and look toward Edmonton. I thought it would be a lot warmer here on April 14th <laughs> than it actually is. When we were here in February, it was beautiful. I enjoyed walking around Calgary. I, I really do enjoy visiting Alberta. Um, 
don't tell the folks at Edmonton, but I prefer Calgary over Edmonton. <laughs> uh, but we will be going to Edmonton, where it is still cold. Apparently it's snowing tonight, but we'll get there. And uh, then a, a start on Saturday at 1 o'clock Pacific, and that will be notable once again, not only to uh, get the Knights some potential points in building toward the postseason, but setting the tone perhaps because uh, it's conceivable. Um, it perhaps the most likely scenario right now is Vegas against Edmonton in the first round. P potentially, that's certainly not a, a definite. All right, Dan, as always, thanks so much for joining us here, and we will chat with you on Saturday. Let's head out to Calgary and hear from head coach Pete DeBoer. Standings go, and, uh, you know, I thought we came in. I thought, you know, the first five minutes we were kind of feeling it out, but uh, the first goal was big uh, for us uh, to tie it up, and, um, you know, I, I really liked our game. You know, we, we had to win that game. You know, they're in a position where they don't have to win this time of year right now. You mentioned the desperation, but is there solace knowing you control your own fate at this point? Sure there is. You know, we, we've been in a battle all year against uh, the injuries, and uh, we, uh, you know, so, you know, I think it's important that, you know, we get some guys back in the lineup here and we get on a little bit of a roll because, uh, you know, we battled to put ourselves in a position that we've got to win, you know, probably five of our last seven games here uh, in order to get in. and. Uh, it's nice to do it with a healthy lineup or a close to healthy lineup for the first time in a long time. What were your thoughts not only on Logan's performance, but his ability to just keep the emotions in check playing Logan yeah. for the first time? Well, he's done that, you know, since he, he, he came up here. Uh, you know, I think he won four in a row prior to, to Lenny coming back. Uh, and then we ran with Lenny to try and get him uh, back up to speed because he's missed some time. And, you know, LT came in and... Uh, did a great job in a tough building. We haven't had a lot of success in this building, and he, he was real solid for us. I think it was it to get special teams going tonight. Yeah, you know, we gave up the power play goal uh, on the PK, uh, which we've got to clean up. We've got to get better, but, you know, at least we, we found a way to be on the right side of the ledger with a couple power play goals. Thank you. Thank you. That was head coach Pete DeBoer as he addressed the media after tonight's big victory over the Calgary Flames. Vegas 6-1, to one, the final score now 41-29 and 587 points on the year. We will take a look at the standings. We've got highlights, all that still to come on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Calgary Flames 6-1. Vegas 41, 29 and 587 points on the year. We'll take on the Edmonton Oilers this Saturday at 1 o'clock. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. No new injuries for Vegas, still missing Riley Smith. You're without Loren Brossois, you're without Will Carrier and Nolan Patrick and Brett Howden. But by and large, the Golden Knights is about as healthy as they've been all season long. Mark Stone back in the lineup. He's now played two games. Max Pacioretty's played three games over the last three. So for the Golden Knights, you're looking at uh, a healthier lineup down the stretch, and it couldn't come at a better time with seven games remaining. And the Golden Knights now in control of their own destiny when it comes to will they or won't they make the playoffs. We'll get to all that 
as the AAA insurance postgame wears on. But for right now, let's take a look at the highlights in this game. And, you know, for me, this was going to be an interesting one from the Golden Knights because it was a bit shaky, obviously, in Vancouver. You feel like even though you get a point out of that one, you don't like a lot of how that game went down. And midway through the first period here, after both teams kind of settling in, feeling each other out. The Flames would open the scoring on a power play as Tyler Toffoli set up Dylan Dubé's 11th goal of the year. Down the boards, it's glove to the line by McNabb, but not out. Backlund chips it toward the net. Toffoli there by himself. He centers, they score. Power play goal for Dylan Dubé. And Calgary strikes first. 1-0 Flames halfway through the first period. Dylan Dubé. His 11th of the year from Tyler Toffoli and Michael Backlund, a power play goal at 10-17 in the first period, made it one to nothing. Calgary. Just three minutes later, however, the Golden Knights would respond with an absolute laser from Jack Eichel. Marcheseau drags it across the line right wing. Flips it to the middle in the end mark. Marcheseau, extra pass to the left. They score! Jack Eichel from the left wing circle. The Knights have tied at 1-1. Marcheseau sets up Eichel. Jack Eichel, his 12th of the year from Jonathan Marcheseau and Matthias Janmark. Give and go, Matthias Janmark to Jonathan Marcheseau, and then a cross-ice pass and a one-timer from Eichel gets the game tied at 1 at 13.09 of the first period. So the Golden Knights would head to the second period tied with Calgary, and Vegas would get to work on a power play early in the second. And while it's not technically a power play goal, Evgeny Dodonov would find a rebound and give Vegas a lead. Get it out high, five seconds on the power play. Carlson shoots, blocked, rebound comes on, goal, they score! Just as the penalty clock runs out, Evgeny Dodonov at the left goal line. It is Dodonov's 19th, and the Knights have a 2-1 lead with 15-14 to go in the second. 19th goal of the year for Evgeny Dodonov from Nick Watt and William Carlson at 4.45 of the second period to make it 2-1 Vegas. Under four minutes later, William Carlson would drive the net and Michael Amadio would put home a rebound. But a strip and a steal. Knights coming the other way. Amadio, Carlson down the middle, shooting save. Rebound, score! Michael Amadio follows it up and the Knights take a 3-1 lead. Michael Amadio's 10th of the year from William Carlson at 8.24 of the second period made it 3-1 Vegas. And just under a minute later, Jonathan Marcheseau would give Vegas a three-goal lead. Puck comes to center, but Yanmark gets it there, works back in. Yanmark left circle, yanks it in front, they score! Jonathan Marcheseau jams it by Jacob Markstrom. Knights take a 4-1 lead. Marcheseau's 29th of the year leads the team from Matthias Yanmark and Ben Hutton at 9.04. The second period made it 4-1 Vegas. The Golden Knights in complete control of the game would head to a penalty kill and Logan Thompson would come up with our AAA insurance save of the game. Kicks off the boards to the right wing side. Lindholm tapping it back for Hannafin. Out to the left side, Goudreau. No look pass right. Lindholm out in front, stopped. Thompson sliding left to right, got a piece. That save of the game is brought to you by AAA. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So the Golden Knights get a strong penalty kill from their goaltender in Logan Thompson, and then they turn their attention to the power play as Vegas would finally get a power play goal from Nick Waugh. 
Theodore, back and forth. Theodore shoots and scores! Might have been tipped on the way towards the net. Shea Theodore fires from the left side. Nicholas Waugh was buzzing through. Nick, it appears, will have the second point of the day. Vegas takes a 5-1 lead with 2.24 to go in the second period. It's a power play goal for the Knights. Nick Waugh, his 14th of the year, a power play goal from Shea Theodore and Jonathan Marshall. So at 17.36 of the second period, made it 5-1 Vegas. The Golden Knights would go to the third period with a four-goal lead, but not content to keep it at that. Late in the period, William Carlson would find the back of the net to make it 6-1. to one. To the outside left to Donov, broken up. Knights get it again. In the middle of the shot, score! William Carlson! That's an important goal, man. 6-1 to one Golden Knights. Well, Carlson has a three-point game. William Carlson's 11th of the year from Evgeny Dodonov at 18-19 of the third period made it 6-1 Vegas, and all that was left in this one was the final call. This will resonate in Vegas as the Saddle Dome is silent. Final score, Golden Knights 6, Flames 1. 6-1 to one, the final score, the Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Calgary Flames. Vegas improves to 41-29 and 587 points on the year and will take on the Edmonton Oilers Saturday at 1 o'clock. A chance to turn this road trip into a great road trip and put themselves in a fantastic spot with just six games remaining after Saturday night's affair. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Don't miss the first concert at the Dollar Loan Center as Billboard chart-topping country star Easton Corbin and friends headline the Dollar Loan Center housewarming party on Friday, April 29th. Tickets start at just $25 and a VIP package is also available for the ultimate experience at this celebration of country music. Visit thedollarloancenter.com for details on this landmark event at Henderson's newest entertainment venue. It's the AAA Insurance post-game show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Calgary Flames 6-1. Vegas 41-29 and 587 points on the year. And let's take a look, obviously, we do this after every game, at the standings. Calgary Flames sit atop the Pacific Division with 99 points. They're going to win the division. I don't think that anyone's going to chase them down. That's as, as much a guarantee as anything when it comes to the playoff race, especially in the Pacific Division. Now, the Edmonton Oilers, they sit in second, 92 points on the year. The Los Angeles Kings, 88 points. And the Vegas Golden Knights just below the Los Angeles Kings with 87 points and a game in hand on Los Angeles. That is massive for the Golden Knights. Massive. Now listen, I fully recognize that the Los Angeles Kings have a very light schedule the rest of the way. They have six games, and all six opponents for Los Angeles are below the playoff cut line, will stay below the playoff cut line, and that's a simple fact of how it works out for them. 
Now, the Golden Knights, on the other hand, they've got games against playoff teams. And I think when you look at tonight's game, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an idea that I had going into this one. If I'm the Golden Knights, and like I understand wanting an easier schedule, but an easier schedule doesn't guarantee you wins. It just doesn't. And for whatever reason this year, Playoff teams, good teams, great teams, draw out the best of the Vegas Golden Knights. It's just what happens. You look at the last game, complete game, that the Golden Knights played was likely against the Nashville Predators at home. That was the last time I think the Golden Knights were dominant. And yet tonight, here, against the Calgary Flames, against a team you want to make a statement against, the Golden Knights were dominant. They were so much better tonight than they were in that game against the Nashville Predators. I don't think it's even particularly close. So the fact that the Golden Knights have Edmonton on the schedule, the fact that they have Washington and Dallas and St. Louis, these are tune-up games, truly tune-up games. And the other thing about it is the psychology of sports can really creep into your mind. You look at the Los Angeles Kings. They're 4-5-1 and one in their last 10 games. They have been without key players, especially on the blue line. They're without Drew Doughty for the rest of the year. You might just be getting into a point where the Kings' young defense cannot do it for them anymore. And if you're the Golden Knights, you have an opportunity to really push the pace here at the end of the season. You've got tune-up games against teams that are playing to be ready and sharp for the playoffs. And the Kings, while you're still playing against teams that are fighting for jobs next year, for sure, individual players are looking at that. But it's no real guarantee that, you know, the Kings are going to run the table. There's no guarantee there. So for the Golden Knights, I get the schedule is a little bit tougher. I do. I understand it. I get it. But I'll take that all day long because right now, the Golden Knights, they control their own destiny. They've got a game in hand, and that game can put them ahead of Los Angeles if everything else is equal down the stretch. You give this roster that chance... I think they come through, I think they deliver, and I think it started tonight with an absolute statement against the Calgary Flames. And if you don't think for a minute that on Saturday the Golden Knights are looking to make a similar statement against an Edmonton Oilers team, that if Vegas gets in, will likely be their first-round opponent. I firmly believe that. Because the path for for the Vegas Golden Knights is through the Pacific Division. I know what the math looks like right now when it comes to the wild card. They're putting themselves in a really good spot there. Just two points back of both Dallas and Nashville. Both of those teams, though, with a game in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights. But there are clearer paths now than there were even a couple of days ago for Vegas. And that is great news down this stretch. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show, the Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Calgary Flames 6-1. Vegas 41-29-5, 87 points on the year. 
and just one back of the Los Angeles Kings for third in the Pacific Division with a game in hand on L.A. That's a massive two points tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights as they look to make it a great road trip on Saturday against the Edmonton Oilers. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar, and it started off in much the same way that the Vancouver game did. Some feeling out, maybe not as quickly, but some feeling out, and then the Golden Knights falling behind early because special teams, not where it needs to be. The penalty kill uh, allows one early, but then it was a quick response. Jack Eichel, it's not so much how many points, it's not so much how many goals he's been scoring, but the context within the game where Jack Eichel is scoring. Game-winning goals, game-tying goals, goals that are helping in comebacks. They're all there. Important moments. Jack Eichel is coming through and just great puck movement. Jonathan Marchessault, a little bit of chemistry there with Matthias Janmark and Jack Eichel. Pete DeBoer switched up the lines and got a lot of offense. You had a great game from William Carlson. Matthias Janmark was fantastic. Top to bottom, the Golden Knights were great. And it wasn't just because they scored six goals. It was because they defended incredibly well and incredibly hard for 60 minutes. And that is what is repeatable with this club as as they're currently constructed with the health that they have. And it gives you great hope for the final seven games of the season and the Golden Knights' quest to make the, the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, the Golden Knights route the Calgary Flames. Full stop. The Calgary Flames were ran out of their own building by the Vegas Golden Knights. It was the best 60-minute effort you got this year from the Golden Knights, the best game that they have played all season long. You remember the Nashville game. You remember how dialed in the Golden Knights were that night. Tonight, they were far and away better than that. Far and away better than that. They were checking incredibly well. The neutral zone was owned by Vegas. I talked about that going into the game. The Golden Knights had to make hay in the neutral zone against the Calgary Flames, and they did. They did not break down their structure. They were detail-oriented. They were great in the neutral zone, and it led to everything that went well for them offensively. You get a power play goal, so that's positive. The penalty kill started to come around, and that's a big testament to the goaltender. And let's talk about Logan Thompson here for just one moment. I don't know where Pete DeBoer is going to go on Saturday. When asked about Logan Thompson after the game, Pete seemed to not indicate one way or another if this was going to be a stretch for Logan Thompson or if you were going right back to Robin Leonard. 
But I think for a team that needs wins and a team that has to take advantage of a hot hand, Logan Thompson's won five in a row. He's won five in a row, seven of his last nine, eight of 12. If it's me, if you're asking me, I go Logan Thompson on Saturday. I'm curious to see where you're at with that, where you'd go on Saturday if you're the Vegas Golden Knights and your head coach, Pete DeBoer. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. It's your post-game show. That was one of the biggest wins of the regular season ever for the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's load up the phone line. 702-876-1340. Let's head out and bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Well, that was fun. Yeah, it was. Um, can, can we maybe talk power play? Sure. I believe I said we'd have one. You know I what? That you know, game, remember? You know what you did, Rita? I, I, in the moment, forgot about that, but you're absolutely right. You said that they would come through against the Calgary Flames with a power play goal. And, and frankly, they almost got two. Well, yeah, I want to count that other one. I mean, one second, you know. <laughs> but anyway, um, I believe, yeah, we got to ride Logan. We need to ride the hot hand. We can't afford to take chances right now to see, help Robin get back into shape. Um, he needs to heal, and we need to win. I love, I love Panda, but something's wrong. So I, I'm right there with you in that I think you go with the hot hand here. Like, if you're, if you're the Golden Knights and just the, the difference in, in kind of from the eye test, right, of what you're getting in goal, like with Logan Thompson, the fact that he's won five of his last decisions, five in a row uh, in, in, in his individual starts, I don't think you go away from that until he loses. That's just where I'm at. If I'm Pete DeBoer, if I'm making that decision – I've got a guy that's that's five and zero oh in his last five starts. I'm not moving off that for anything. Hey, one more thing. Don't you believe this is our golden night? This is the team we thought we'd have at the first of the year, and maybe they're back just in time. You know what? That's a great point, Rita, and thank you for the call. I do. I think what you're starting to see is kind of the vision of what the Golden Knights could be, what you were hoping they'd be if they were fully healthy. I thought Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone were better tonight, certainly not where you are counting on those guys for the offensive chances. The fact that the Golden Knights got six goals and you didn't get a goal from Stone, Pacioretty, or Stevenson, that gives you an idea of where the depth is and what you can do with different line combinations. I love the idea. I love having Nick Waugh as your fourth-line center. I think he's better as a center than he is as a winger, and if you can anchor that with what he's been able to do this year offensively, it gives you mismatches everywhere. I love the balance out of the Golden Knights lineup. I think... Jonathan Marcheseau with Jack Eichel makes too much sense. And I think you put William Carlson in a position where he's got to be a driver. He's not deferring to Evgeny Dodonov. He's not deferring to Michael Amadio. He's working in concert, working in unison, and he's the guy that's driving that line. I think that's the best-case scenario for William Carlson. I think you're spot on, Rita. This is the best version we've seen this year of the Golden Knights and now it's about building off of a a really strong outing against one of the better teams in the Western Conference and the best team statistically 
in the Pacific Division. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? You expect me to follow Rita? I do. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I was going to drop up. the Let's phone go. in the toilet for a moment. Oh, come on. Come on. I mean, it, you're not topping her. There's there's nothing that you can say or bring to the table that's going to top Rita. Rita is always the best call. But oh, I, I know that. I, do. I know that, and I yield to her. She's so great. But I the, am curious to see where you go after this one. Well, I mean, first of all, there's, it's a no-brainer. You, you've obviously got to start LT. I mean, that's just the way things are right now. Maybe in a different moment, a different time, uh, or where it didn't hinge on us winning every single game. Sure, you could let Robin work his way back into shape, but not now, not right now, no. And besides that, I would always, and I mean always, rather play a team that has a little bit less motivation. I mean, Vancouver is on fire, and they're so motivated right now. And I would much rather play a Calgary who has little to gain, let's be honest, mm-hmm. other than getting to that 100-point mark. But this Edmonton game, that's a whole different ball of wax. This mm-hmm. Edmonton team wants to put us in a position where we can't make the playoffs and play them in the first round because they know they can beat the King. They've got to know that. And they may not think they can beat us. Don't you agree? Yeah, if I'm the Edmonton Oilers... The absolute last thing that I want in the playoffs is a Golden Knights team that's rounding the corner health-wise. Mm-hmm. And that's what they'll have. I, I, if I'm Connor McDavid, if I'm Leon Dreisaitl, based on what the Golden Knights have historically been able to do in shutting don't, down those two players, I don't like that matchup at all. No. No, it has an Edmonton team, yeah. and I don't care how heavily laden they are at, at the top. They are certainly great at the top, but they're an average team beyond that. They're not a great team. They have average goaltending, they have average defense, and their third and fourth lines are not anywhere near what ours are. So they can't be excited about the possibility of playing us. The other thing, too, that you can help us all with is if the Knights make the playoffs and if they win that first round, would they then advance to play Calgary again? Yes. So that's so, definite. So, okay, so the way that it's set up here, Mike, is divisional format, even though based on who gets in as a wild card, it might not be that first round uh, a divisional matchup. So, like, let's just take a look at it right now and say we pencil in the Vegas Golden Knights where the Los Angeles Kings are and everything else stays equal, the Nashville Predators, the Dallas Stars. What you're looking at is Nashville playing against the Calgary Flames in round number one, and whoever would win that series, it, it's the winner of Calgary-Nashville that would go on to play the winner of, in this case, Edmonton-Vegas or Edmonton-LA, depending on how things end at the reg- at the end of the regular season. So you would stay within your division once those those matchups are select are, are essentially made made. Uh, once those selections, once those matchups are are made official, so Nashville in that regard would more or less like jump over to the Pacific Division, and Nashville would go through the Pacific Division uh, if they were to beat Calgary in the first round. If that makes sense, yeah, it makes it makes a whole world of sense. And completely off topic, and, and then let's see what everybody thinks about the goaltending situation. But 
Wouldn't you love to be Toronto right now having to face Tampa Bay in the first round? That could really actually happen. <laughs> um, that's an interesting one in that I don't think I want to see the Tampa Bay Lightning in any way, shape, or form in the playoffs. Thank you for the call, Mike. Uh, it's an interesting thought experiment. I know that Tampa's been struggling of late, uh, but, I, I mean, if I'm Toronto and I'm looking to just win a series because it's been so long since that's happened – I don't know that I want to go into it against the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions in Tampa because even though Tampa might not be looking as strong as they've been, I still trust Andre Vasilevsky a heck of a lot in the playoffs, uh, maybe more so than I do Jack Campbell. And if if you were being tongue-in-cheek, Mike, then, uh, yeah, it's a really tough spot for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Is it tougher than maybe playing Boston? Uh, with all the ghosts, as Darren Millard likes to say, I, I don't know. But uh, any matchup against the defending Stanley Cup champions is going to be an, an incredibly difficult one. And it's just Toronto's luck to have to pull that one in the first round. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out of the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm good. So uh, maybe Daryl Sutter was on to something when he talked about the Knights yesterday. <laughs> uh, you know, I Daryl Daryl tells the truth, so there's that. Um, he's one of the best in the business at giving you a soundbite. He's one of the best in the business of using psychology to his advantage. And what he was setting up yesterday was his team to be the underdog and for his team to match the desperation that you were likely to see out of the Vegas Golden Knights. And it was one of those situations where the team did not get the message from their coach. Uh, That was quite obvious by the result tonight, I would think. Um, And speaking of uh, Darren, who we hope is feeling better, I hope he got to enjoy that game just as a fan because it was a really fun game as a fan. Um, Ghost. So now in the Saddle Dome, the Knights are only one game under 500. So mm-hmm. I think maybe we can t- stop talking about how bad we play in the uh, in the Saddle Dome. So I was on this kick before the game even started. I I don't understand the narrative. Like I let me let me let me back up. I understand the narrative because for the Golden Knights, they have had success nearly everywhere with few small exceptions. Like, there aren't many buildings where the Golden Knights are under 500. So when they are under 500 in a building over the course of five years, you start to look at it and say, well, the Golden Knights can't win in this building, that building, whatever the case may be. You saw a lot of it last year about XL Energy Center in in Minnesota, and you saw it tonight going into this one against Calgary. I don't care, because the Golden Knights have beaten Calgary in Calgary. The Calgary Flames have never beaten the Golden Knights in T-Mobile Arena. It's never happened. They're 0-7 against Vegas. They're 0-7 against Vegas in T-Mobile Arena. So, like, until the Calgary Flames win, maybe that should be the narrative that we have surrounding these two clubs. Well, just don't let um, Darren give uh, give Calgary the number of the exorcist we use for the XL <laughs> Energy, right? <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I, I won't. I will make sure that Darren does not uh, get too involved with the ghosts when it comes to the Vegas Golden Knights <laughs> and the Calgary Flames. Thanks for the call, Stephanie. 702 876 1340 is the number if you'd like to join us on the other side of the break. It's the extended post game show, Fox Sports Las Vegas.
Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Calgary Flames 6-1. Vegas 41 at 29 and 5, 87 points on the year. Just one point back in the Los Angeles Kings for third place in the Pacific Division. We'll take on the Edmonton Oilers on Saturday. A 1 o'clock puck drop, 12 o'clock pregame show. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Blake. Hey, Blake, how you doing? Hey there, Ryan. Good. How are you tonight? I'm good. Well, I, I called in after Rita the other night, and I, I said I wasn't going to be too, as positive as her, but tonight I'd love to be as positive as her because this was a big win for the VGK. But I got to say, the performance by Logan Thompson was something else. And it can't stop here. It's got to go on to Edmonton now. And, and what I got to say to the Knights is, even if it's a struggle game, we can't we can't give up on Logan Thompson. He's, he's going to be very good for this team in the future, and we got to keep riding the hot hand. I don't disagree with you, Blake. So it's it's been interesting trying to kind of come up with the right play over the course of the final fifteen games or so. When you got Robin Leonard back into the fold, if you're the Golden Knights, you're you're Pete DeBoer. I understand the desire to get your number one guy rolling, especially because you have designs and you want to make the playoffs. And, you know, you, you trust in Robin Leonard. But that being said, Logan Thompson's 5-0 and in his last five starts. And for a team that needs to win hockey games down the stretch, I just think you play Logan Thompson at this point until he loses a game. Right, like I think that's the, that's the play. You don't need to overthink it, overcomplicate it or anything. Logan Thompson's winning hockey games. Logan Thompson's giving you what you need every single time he's in there. Uh, he did not look rusty from having not played for nearly a week and a half. I think you ride the hot hand. I'm right there with you, Blake. I love it, Ryan. This has always been asking for all year, and we're finally getting it. We're going to make the playoffs. I believe in the Knights. We're going to do it. We've got to do it. All right, great stuff, Blake. Thank you for the call. 702-876-1340 is the number. It's the extended postgame show. I, you know, again, I, I, I see why the Golden Knights are trying to get Robin Leonard going. I, I do. And I also looked at the game against Vancouver as being one where I, I think visually eye test tells you Robin is not 100%. Like good enough, healthy enough to play, and 100% are very, very different things this time of year for every single hockey player. And, like, there's a lot of respect there to go in and gut it out and try to help your team win. But right now, I just think that you look at it, and it's as simple as who won last game. Okay, great. That's who's going the next one. And you worry about it once you you have a loss. But right now for the Golden Knights, I don't think you overthink this one. I think you go back to Logan Thompson on Saturday against the Edmonton Oilers. Let's head back out of the phone lines, bring in Sal. Hey, Sal, how you doing? Doing great. Probably the most positive and optimistic I've been during this whole uh, comeback streak that we, that we have trying to make this playoff push. Um, two things about this game. Um, what, I'm not a huge Keegan Colasar fan, but I got to defend him and I got to applaud him for what, how he um, was just disciplined tonight. And yeah. he did not drop the glove. And he, he picked off Kachuk and Lucic all game, and all they wanted to do was start a fight. They were sore losers, and he didn't do anything nor retaliate, and it ended up working out in our favor. Now, I want to get your opinion on one thing. In the second period, I know the refs let the scrums go, and they let a lot of things get away, but what's up with, with I think it was Kachuk putting his stick 
against his neck, like trying to choke him, like well after the fact that they're breaking it up. I thought that was a little bit too far, and I was surprised that there wasn't some type of misconduct or, or minor penalty tacked on with that. You know, it could have been there on Kachuk. It certainly could have been on Lucic in the third period because he wasn't playing hockey. He was going around. He was trying to send a message. He was doing all the things that Milan Lucic does when a game gets away. Um, I, I, like, I'm right there with you. I think that the referees probably could have handed out a couple of misconducts and, and calmed that down, um, but they didn't. And, you know, for, for the Golden Knights' credit, they did exactly what they wanted to do. And, and as much as the Calgary Flames are going to say that it's because of the, the uh, Kolasar hit on uh, Tanev, it's because the Golden Knights were, were absolutely blowing the doors off of the Calgary Flames. Like, that's a proud team. It is. It wasn't they, a dirty hit either. That, that, was, that was a hockey play. And I know I'm a Vegas fan, but, but that's a hockey play. That there yeah. was no malice in, the, in that contact. No, and I mean, you, you do have to be in control of, of your checks, and even if there is or isn't intent, like if, it, if you come through and you, you make uh, a connection point with the head, um, you, you're in control there. But I don't think it was principal point of contact. I don't think it was anything uh, that, that warranted Milan Lucic chasing down Keegan Kolasar all game long. But there have been moments this season where Kolasar has fought, and it has drained momentum from his team. I like the fact that he did not do it tonight, especially because it was a 1-1 game when he was initially asked. I thought Keegan Colasar showed a lot of maturity in this game. Fight, fighting isn't going to get us more hyped up than we need to be. You know, when we had Reeves and Carey on the ice on previous teams, that, that had a different dynamic to it. That fighting isn't in our DNA for this year's team. And to see us be a little bit more healthy this week and to see how much better we're playing against Better competition is uh, really um, positive and optimistic, and I'm starting to believe that you know we can be a threat if we make the playoffs. So the only thing against us is you know having the scoreboard watch because, like you said in your in the post game show, the Kings have the easiest schedule I think out of any any fringe team in the you know in the race. But you know if you do look at on the other side in the wild card race, Dallas and Nashville have a really hard schedule, so. I don't care how we get in. I hope we do. It's looking bright, but, you know, it's it's hard. I think we're going to need minimum 10, if not 11 points to get in. I don't know what you, what you think about that. Yeah, you know, I, I think that it it's interesting. I've always kind of said, and thank you, Sal, for the call, like I've always kind of looked at the playoff cut line at 97 points. So I think you're kind of right there. You know, you're, you're looking at the Golden Knights right now, 87 points. You're looking at at least five of the next seven uh, for the Golden Knights. I think if they win five of seven, they're going to be in a really good spot. But the fact of the matter is they've just got to, they've, they've got to win their game in hand and then match the Los Angeles Kings. A lot of what happens is going to, deter, to, to depend on what L.A. does down the stretch. But I think right now if the Golden Knights are able to find five or six wins out of their next seven, they're going to the playoffs. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Next to the postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Calgary Flames 6-1. A statement from Vegas as they attempt to really make the playoffs, obviously out here for the fifth straight year, but as they attempt to send a message to 
both Calgary and then the Edmonton Oilers, who they will take on Saturday at 1 o'clock right here. Vegas 41-29 and 587 points on the year, just one point back of the Los Angeles Kings with a game in hand. They're also just two points back of both Nashville and Dallas for the final wild card spot, though Dallas and Nashville with a game in hand on Vegas. So either way, any way you slice it, really, the Golden Knights, by virtue of this victory and what they do on Saturday, can put themselves in a really good spot down the stretch to make the playoffs and then do some damage when they get there. They're getting healthier. They're starting to turn a corner with their play. And all of that is good news for Vegas Golden Knights fans. That's going to do it for us here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Jed Donaldson down here, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post game show. It's not as much fun without your input. We will catch you on Saturday at 1 o'clock as the Golden Knights take on the Edmonton Oilers. Have a great night. We'll chat with you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.